0: Hello and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. My name is Ian McLaren. I'm proud to be the host of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. You can find me on Twitter at ENC McLaren. You can follow the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. If you follow either of those accounts, you'll know that I kind of use them interchangeably. Uh, so Feel free to follow both uh, to get the full effect. Uh, You can download, subscribe, listen, probably not in that order. You probably want to subscribe first, then download, then listen via Apple Podcasts, uh, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, wherever you get uh, this and other fine shows. And if you're an Apple user particularly, I'd encourage you to leave a rating or a review That would be much appreciated uh, today. Uh, The Bruins were victorious over the Vegas Golden Knights on Tuesday. We'll spend uh, a few minutes uh, recapping that game and what worked for the Boston Bruins. Uh, Then we'll take an updated look at the Atlantic Division Power Rankings as we head into the All-Star break as well as the Bruins bye week. And finally, as we do, always take a look at some news and notes Uh, from around the NHL. Despite the fact that the Bruins had to come back uh, twice on Tuesday, it was a very encouraging effort against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, The Bruins were down both uh, 1-0 and 2-1 before emerging victorious uh, 3-2. Thanks to a game-winning goal by uh, David Krejci, who was a game-time decision heading into this one, he felt good enough to suit up and uh, he stepped up in a big way uh, and um, had a bit of a domino effect on the lineup, which we'll get to here in a moment as well. Uh, Krejci also had an assist on Jeremy Lozon's first period goal. Lozon was playing in his second game of the season. I believe it was his second career goal, both of which have uh, come against the golden Knights. Uh, coincidentally, um, Yeah. So it was great to see Krejci back in the lineup. I wasn't sure if they would kind of put a pin on his return and uh, leave it till after the break, with the ten day uh, yeah break coming up here now. But uh, he was in, and uh, it was great to see him contribute like that. He felt I felt pretty good yesterday and this morning meeting Monday skating Tuesday morning skate. So I want to be out there. We made a decision. I'm glad we did that. Obviously wanted to get a win before the break. We can enjoy it a little more more now. I don't think we can really understate how important it is for the Bruins to get a win after that uh, blown lead against the Penguins back on the weekend. For this team to uh, enter this long break with a big win over a competitive team uh, really will do wonders, I believe, for their mindset, Uh, give them uh, the ability to rest and relax without the burden of uh, questions hanging over their heads about, uh, yeah, those blown leads or whether they can compete with the top teams as we know that they can do. Uh, Another loss, I think, would have allowed maybe some of that doubt to creep in and not allow them to um, enjoy the break as much as they would have uh, otherwise. So, um yeah, the Bruins heading into the bye week. They're now 29, 10, and 12. They have 70 points through 51 games, which is just second in the Eastern Conference. Second overall, in fact, one point behind the uh, Washington Capitals. They also hold an eight-point lead over Tampa Bay for the Atlantic Division lead, which we'll get to here in a moment as well when we look at the Atlantic Division par rankings. That eight-point lead, maybe not as secure as it sounds based on uh, point percentage and the fact that Tampa has games in hand. Uh, Head coach Bruce Cassidy, after the game, said, The state of the team, as I think, we're in a solid position. I don't think anything has been given to us. There's room for growth for that 60-minute effort from start to finish. We did some good things this first, meaning tonight. Or, sorry, this first half, I don't want to call it half anymore, he said, but for stretch, the Bruins are well past the halfway point having played uh, 51 games, only 31 remaining, which is which is pretty crazy to uh, to think about. Cassidy's encouraging the players to take advantage of the the break, use it to recharge ahead of uh, what will be a, uh, an important stretch run. only he and David Pasternak will be heading to the All-Star game this weekend. Uh, the rest can spend some time with family, uh, travel. Cassidy said, enjoy yourself, get away, wherever you're going, mentally cleanse, but understand that when we get back, we get at it pretty quick. They have a game against the Winnipeg Jets on the 31st. So he said, be a professional, uh, look after yourself in some degree in terms of conditioning, uh, but just enjoy it and get ready to get ramped up in a hurry. Um. Jeremy Lozon, I mentioned, uh, played uh, since his first game since December 31st in New Jersey, which uh, the Bruins actually lost. Uh, He said his confidence is really high right now. Just want to bring the game. I was playing down at Providence up here, and I think I did a good job. Uh, And again, he stepped in and played really well. Cassidy said he played hard, competed all over the ice. We've seen that before, so we expected that. Obviously, the goal in a one-goal game matters, uh, but he did it in the right way, didn't overthink it, uh, got the puck, got off the wall, make sure you pound it hard so it gets by the first layer, and it ultimately found the back of the net. Um, He didn't see phased by anything, Cassidy added. uh, We'll go back and look at it. There will be some details we talked about, but I liked his game, and he brought uh, what? what the team needed. Uh, In fact, with Lozon, Carson Kuhlman and Anton bleed in the lineup, uh, the Bruins really seemed to have that injection of speed and skill that they've been looking for. Brett Ritchie and David Backus have been waived. John Moore uh, took a seat in the press box for this one. And you could really tell that that energy had um, an effect on the team. Uh, Jake DeBrusque scored his 15th goal of the season. He now has four goals and nine points over his last uh, eight games. He's a bit of a streaky player, as we all know. Hopefully, this is a sign of uh, things to come, some consistency in his game, and that he can carry this through to the end of the season and into the playoffs, ultimately. Uh, the goal that he scored was off a nice feed from Charlie Coyle, off the rush, uh, laser beam of a shot past Mark andre Fleury, off the post and in. Um, I mentioned that there was a bit of a uh, lineup shuffle in this one. I don't know if it was due to um, Krejci kind of being eased back in the lineup, but if you remember my conversation with Court Lalonde a couple of weeks ago, we talked about uh, moving Jake DeBrusk back to the third line with Coyle and allowing um, Krejci... Uh, to lock down the second line and maybe mix things up last night. Now, if you saw the lines, there was some differentiation as to whether Krejci was playing the uh third-line center role and Coyle was being bumped up to the second line. But no matter, it was Danton Heinen, David Krejci, and Carson Kuhlman, and then DeBrusque, Coyle, and Bjork. And that really seemed to... um mix things up in a positive way and uh, we'll see if uh, that trend continues when we return from the break. Um, Cassidy liked how Coyle and DeBrusque played together while Krejci was injured and um, it was interesting to see that uh, pairing uh, remain intact when um, Krejci came back. Krejci with Kuhlman. Who we all thought would be on the right side there after he was promoted. And then Heinen taking over Debrusque's spot. And, uh, yeah, it was really effective, obviously, with, uh, with Krejci getting the game winner, Debrusque scoring earlier in the game, uh, on a feed from Coyle. Uh, so that was really interesting, uh, to see as well. I mentioned Anton Bleed, uh, played as well. He was on the fourth line in lieu of, um, Joaquim Nordstrom, uh, played a pretty good game. Um, he's making his season debut after suffering a shoulder injury during the preseason that kept him out for about four months. Uh, he played, uh, nine minutes, 45 seconds, recorded a shot on goal, three hits. Uh, Cassidy said, I don't know if bleed pushed someone out necessarily. Uh, we've got a guy like Nordstrom who had a good run with us last year. We're trying to do again, uh, uh, he said, I'll be very open. We decided a couple weeks ago that what we needed, a little more internal competition. Usually that starts from the bottom up. We identified some guys in Providence that were playing well. He was one that was heard at the start of the year and uh, made strides with Providence. So we thought we'd uh, they'd call him up and, and see what he could do. And that internal competition is something I talked about uh, the other day with Marissa and Jimmy of the Boston Herald. Again, this infusion of youth just uh kind of reminds people that um nothing is guaranteed in this league. Bacchus was waived, Richie was waived. Obviously there are certain guys who are secure in the lineup, but they also uh, need that push from people being moved in and out so that um yeah, just to bring in that fresh energy. Overall the Bruins <clears throat> sorry, uh Uh, led the Golden Knights in terms of uh, shot possession last night. They had a 44-33 advantage in uh, 5-on-5 play, which was good for 57%. In all situations, uh, the advantage was um, 55-41, again a 57% advantage, which is uh, really great to see considering the Golden Knights are uh, a better possession team on average. Then the Bruins Golden Knights are third in terms of Corsi four percentage in the NHL at 53.64. So it was a great effort all around for the Bruins and uh, an encouraging win heading into the all-star break and their bye week. So where do the Bruins stand in relation to their Atlantic division uh, rivals heading into uh, the break as we update the Atlantic division power rankings. The um red wings do play here on wednesday night but uh doesn't really matter as we all know they're at the bottom of the division bottom of the league by a long shot in fact they have a record of 12 34 and 4 28 points a minus 88 goal differential so this season is uh, a major write-off for the uh, red wings ottawa senators as well record of 17 23 and 8 through 48 games um, 42 points, nine back of sixth place, Montreal, a minus 33 goal differential. So they also are rebuilding. Now, um, sixth and fifth, the Canadians and Sabres, <clears throat> excuse me, are tied with 51 points. Um, the Sabres get uh, the advantage here, in my mind, because they um, have one fewer game played and therefore, have a marginally better uh, win percentage. They're at five twenty. The Canadians are at five ten. Uh, Montreal does have a better goal differential at um, minus two compared to minus seven for the Sabers. Uh, they're both entering the break uh, playing pretty even hockey. Five hundred hockey. The Sabers are five and five. Canadians four five and one. Uh, in all honesty. I don't believe they're um really in the playoff race anymore. They're both nine points behind the wild card spot and um eleven oh sorry, ten points back of Florida for um third place in the Atlantic. So as we get closer and closer to the end of the season, uh those two teams I believe will be um not really relevant in terms of power rankings uh, to speak of, really. Fourth place is where things get interesting. Right now, that would be the Toronto Maple Leafs. They've played 49 games. They have a record of 25, 17, and 7, a 582 uh, win percentage. Uh, the Maple Leafs, uh, they have already been on their bye week heading into the All Star break. They started uh, back on the weekend. And Currently, they are outside of the Eastern Conference playoff picture. They're three points back of Carolina, Columbus, and Philadelphia, uh, who are in the running for the wildcard spots at the moment. Um, So there are six metropolitan teams that are better than Toronto right now. Um, They have a plus 11 goal differential, which is better than Columbus and Philadelphia. They also have a game in hand on both of those teams. But even if they won that, they would still be behind in terms of points. Uh, So very interesting times for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, They are reportedly hot and heavy for Alexander Georgiev uh, out of uh, New York as a uh, potential backup goalie to spell off Frederick Anderson, who's really struggling as of late. Uh, His numbers have fallen off which is not something that you want to see from a Maple Leafs perspective as he's one of the strengths of the team. But uh, that heavy workload really coming back to bite him early on this year and injuries to Jake Muzzin and Morgan Riley on the back end certainly haven't helped. Jake Muzzin, I believe, is expected to return shortly after the All-Star break, if not immediately after. Uh, But Riley will be out for quite some time yet. Uh, So um, you hate to see it, wink, wink, but... Uh, The Leafs really struggling to lock down uh, uh, an Atlantic Division playoff spot and um, a uh, wildcard spot won't be easy either. Third place, I'm putting the Florida Panthers. They entered the break, having beaten the uh, Chicago Blackhawks here on Tuesday night. They have uh, 61 points through 49 games, a record of of 28-16-5, a plus-20 goal differential which is very impressive uh nine better than uh, the maple leafs in terms of point percentage they're actually eighth overall right now at 622 um so the panthers as i've been saying all season long a very dangerous team if they start to get uh, decent goaling from goal tending from sergey Borbowski, they'll be even harder to handle in uh recent handful of games, Bobrovsky's played uh, up and down. But overall, he's uh, trending in the right direction. And and that's a very um, dangerous team, I believe. Uh, kind of hurts that they're getting contributions from a few former Bruins. Nolachari has 18 goals, if you can believe it. 18 goals, 3 assists at 21 points. So a bit of a Cy Young stat line there. Uh, Brett Connolly has 16 goals. Frank Vertranow has 14 goals. He got a hat-trick last night against the Chicago, uh, so that kind of hurts to see that. But uh, right now, as it stands, it would be an all-Florida matchup in the first round as the Tampa Bay Lightning continue to lock down the second spot. I mentioned they're eight points back of the Bruins, but they do have three games in hand. Uh, meaning it's a bit closer in terms of point percentage. Their point percentage right now is 646. Uh, the Bruins are at 686, and the Lightning enter the break on a run of 8-2 and two over their past 10 games. Uh, they have a plus um, 38 goal differential, which is actually better now than the Bruins, who are at plus 34. Uh, so the Bruins, again, second overall in the NHL, Their goal differential is third in the NHL. Tampa Bay's is first right now. And Tampa Bay has those three games in hand. And if they made good on those, they'd still be behind Boston in terms of total points. But definitely something to be worried about from a Bruins perspective. All things together, I'd put the Bruins still in first. Tampa Bay in second, but very close behind Boston in my mind. And then Florida third. With Toronto trailing uh, off in fourth. If we look at the underlying numbers, uh, Corsi percentage has been a concern for the Bruins. They actually were below 50 at one point, not too uh, recently, if that makes sense. They're now up above 50, at 50.57, good for 13th in the NHL. But Toronto um, and Tampa Bay both well ahead of them. In the 52s, Florida, consequently, is uh, 50.2 behind the Bruins. And expected goals, the Bruins are um, 14th at 51.01. Uh, Tampa Bay is 55.03 to lead the NHL. So, again, a very dangerous team. The Bruins have fallen off a bit in terms of PDO, with uh, Rask having been injured, some less than sparkling performances from uh, Yaroslav Halak. Uh, The Bruins are third in PDO at the moment. Lightning are uh, second, actually, and uh, being buoyed by a pretty strong uh, league-high shooting percentage in five-on-five play. Uh, So, yeah, it's uh, interesting times for the Bruins, for sure. They're well ahead in terms of points, as I mentioned, but... Tampa Bay has those games in hand that they'll make up over a busy stretch uh, after the All-Star break, and uh, the Bruins could be in tough to retain that top spot in the Atlantic, but um, games in hand only go as far as what you do with them, obviously, and if the uh, Lightning don't make good on those, then uh, the Bruins will be well-served. Uh, Rooting for uh, whoever Tampa is playing uh, down the stretch. Bruins and Lightning play twice more uh, throughout the rest of the season. Two games pretty close together in March. March 3rd in Tampa, March 7th in Boston. So those two games will be uh, vital, uh, to say the least. So just to wrap up, Detroit 8th, Ottawa 7th, Montreal 6th, Buffalo 5th. None of those teams will be playoff teams, I don't believe. We have Toronto in fourth, struggling to keep pace with the Panthers. will be in tough to overtake one of those Metro teams. And then we have Florida, Tampa Bay, Boston in the top three. Um, so, yeah, interesting times in Toronto for sure, as I've said already. Before we move on, uh, I'd like to say that if you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with the Locked On Sports Network to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Boston Bruins is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Bruins fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Bruins fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses, so text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Now let's take a look at some news and notes from around the NHL. I mentioned uh, the Panthers beat the Blackhawks last night as former Chicago head coach Joel Quenville was honored in his first game back uh, to Chicago after being fired last season. Um, earlier in the day, Jonathan Taves and Duncan Keith, uh, had a bit of a physical altercation during practice. Uh, they said it was just some friendly wrestling. Didn't really look like that. If you saw the video, um, and then the team went out and lost the game. So, um, maybe the break for them as well needed as well. Justin Williams scored two goals in, um, his, second or third game since coming back to the Hurricanes. He took the first part of the season off, joining the team for uh, the stretch. Hopefully another run for them. They will have to do it without uh, Dougie Hamilton, who is out with a broken tibia, I believe, fibula, tibia, one of those, broken leg. Anyways, um, elsewhere, some very... Uh, disappointing news from the AHL where Brandon Manning received a five game suspension for uttering a racial slur during a recent game. It's disappointing, not only in the sense that this is still happening in 2020, but also uh, in that it was only a five game suspension, which uh, is pretty weak in my mind and um, doesn't really send the kind of message that um, needs to be sent for an infraction like that in this day and age. Um, I should mention also that Akeem Alou, who was, uh, we all know the victim of a racial slur uttered by head coach, uh, Bill Peters in uh, the AHL. Some years ago, he has signed a contract with HC Litvinov to continue his pro career in the Czech league. Uh, He leaves today, apparently expected to play his first game on Friday. Uh, They have 14 games remaining on their season. Uh, He'll focus on their playoff push, this according to Frank Saravelli of TSN, and he'll continue to uh, be an advocate uh, alongside the league, the NHL that is, uh, to really push for more change in terms of uh, making hockey for everyone a reality. So really cool news uh, for Akeem Alou, and I hope that he's able to have a successful run over there. Um, In terms of trade rumors, TSN released uh, its latest list of trade bait. Um, New York Rangers winger Chris Kreider topped that list. Uh, The Bruins are believed to be hot and heavy on his trail. Los Angeles defenseman Alec Martinez came in second, followed by Ilya Kovalchuk, Jean-Gabriel Pajot of the Senators, Alexander Georgiev of the Rangers, uh, Tyler Toffoli from the Kings, um, Shane Gostis-Bear of the Flyers, which is a bit of a surprise as he has three years remaining on a pretty team-friendly contract, uh, Sammy Vatanen, Andreas Athanasiou, and Carolina's first-round pick, which they have at their disposal, uh, having come into possession of Toronto's first round pick um, as compensation for taking on uh, Patrick Marlowe's contract and uh, buying him out. So kind of a weak list, all things together. The Bruins may be facing some pretty heavy competition as they look to um, bolster their roster, particularly on the right side, as we've talked about many times. Um, Ryan Donato is actually on that list as well. I don't think the Bruins would be interested in him, but interesting to see that he's kind of fallen out of favor already in Minnesota, playing a bit of a fourth-line role for Bruce Boudreau, which is not at all his strength. Um, So yeah, I think once the All-Star game has come and gone, we'll really see some of this trade talk pick up. We've seen in recent years that The trade deadline is really just a hard date. There's a lot of moving, wheeling, and dealing uh, in days and even weeks leading up to the deadline. Um, I remember that from my time at the score, just really pushing out those trade alerts earlier and earlier. And uh, the day itself is kind of a bore until about after lunch. Um, So yeah, I'm excited to see what happens the Bruins have a bit of cap space to work with. Um, depends on what, uh, David Backus ultimately decides to do, whether more opens up if he indeed does this, decide to retire or refuse to report. Um, and I'd really think Don Sweeney isn't done putting this roster together. Uh, they brought some kids up to see what they have and whether or not they could be used in trade talks. And, um, Yeah, I'm excited to see what the Bruins are able to do. Um, Obviously, it's going to be a bit of a slow time in terms of Bruins news over the bye week and through the All-Star break. But I'll try to keep the podcast as fresh as possible uh, with some guests, some exciting content. I think tomorrow we'll do some mailbags. Mailbag, open up the mailbag. So if you have any questions, feel free to hit me at C. McLaren at LO underscore Boston Bruins, and we'll address some of your questions now that we've hit the break. Um, but yeah, that's it for today. I hope you have a great rest of your Wednesday. And um, thank you so much for listening again to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Uh, thanks again for listening. Take care, friends, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Peace.